Last Sunday, we started with what is, what is love. So we're continuing today, what is love part, part two. And we're going to be going from the book of Genesis. Let me just, for one, we're going to start with violence. <laughs> Many tables will be shattered today. But we are doing it in love, Amen. And let me just forewarn my, my fellas, my men, you people will be the first to collect. <laughs> but I'm still your guy. Who's your guy? It's me, it's me. But you know, they say faithful are the wounds of a friend. So I will wound you when it's from a friendly place. Amen. Ladies, your own is coming too. So you'll be, you two, you collect. Amen? Let's go to Genesis 2. Are we ready? We're going to start from Genesis 2. And because of time, I'm just going to read. I'm going to jump right into it. Usually I would read um, the whole thing and then, but I'll just start reading and I'll stop because of time. Now, we know the, the Bible says, let me go to verse 4. This is the history of the origins of the heavens and the earth when they were created. Amplified version, yes? In the day that is the days of creation that the Lord God made the earth and the heavens. No shrubs or plants of the field was yet in the earth and no herb of the field had yet sprouted for the Lord God had not caused it to rain on the earth and there was no man to what? Cultivate the ground. But a mist, fog, dew, vapor, used to rise from the land and water the entire surface of the ground. Look at verse seven. Then the Lord God, what did he do? He formed, that is, created the body of man from the dust of the ground, and he what? He breathed into his nostrils the breath of life, and man became a living being, an individual, Complete, somebody say complete. In body and what? Spirit. Now let's stop there because of time. The Bible says that God breathed into who? So in other words, he breathed life into man. So for a man, it is important that you know that God is your source. Life came from God. He says he breathed into, into man and he became a living thing. So for a man, you must understand that your source is who? God. You see, a source is where you draw strength. It is what sustains you. If you plug a charger into a socket, it is the responsibility of the socket to supply power. Yes or no? See, as long as the socket is connected, power will flow. See, it is the same way that we must realize as men that God is our source. And as long as we stay connected, we stay plugged in, the responsibility to supply life comes from who? Comes from God. Look to your neighbor, say, stay connected. 1 Corinthians 8, 6 says this, yet for us, there is but one God the Father, who is what? He is the source of all things, and we exist 
for him. And one Lord Jesus Christ by whom all things that have been created and we believers exist and have life and have been redeemed through him. So like I said, it is important that man must realize that who is the source? God. See, when a man realizes that God is his source, there is no possibility of him ever making his woman his source. Just got very quiet. When you have a man that realizes that God is his source, there is no possibility of him making his who? His woman, his wife, his source. Because he will never put that responsibility on the woman to be his source. You see, see, there is a difference between being a helper and being your source. Oh, it's very quiet. See, your helper must have something to help you with. That means you that are requiring help must have substance. Somebody say substance. So, 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 it was important that I, I, I set the stage to show that who is the source? It is God. So it baffles me when I hear, huh, when I hear situations where you find men who are sitting in their homes doing absolutely nothing and relaxing, but they feel entitled to their wife's salary. Who is your source, sir? I want, I want. Can we just have a conversation? Who breathed into man? Who is the source for man? So you as a man can now not turn the one that God has made to help to become your source. No, she's supposed to help, not sustain. It's okay to clap. You cannot be entitled to your wife, sir. Hey, after all, she's my wife. No, sir. The fact that you have that mentality is a problem. You don't know who your source is. that is used outside of what is created for is abuse. So, if you want to turn your helper into your source, that is what? <laughs> ah, it's very quiet. The woman was designed to be what? Your helper. That mentality is wrong. Some people, some men have logged offline already. <laughs> are, you, are, you, are you still here? Shall we continue? Let's go to verse 15. 
It says, actually, let's go to verse 8, sorry. And then the Lord God planted the garden in the east, in Eden, land of happiness, and he put the man who he had formed, and he created there. And in that garden, the Lord caused from the ground to grow every tree that's desirable, pleasing to the sight, and good for food. Now, let's jump to verse 15. So the Lord God took the man he had made, and what? He settled him where? In the garden to do what? The Lord created the garden. He took man, settled him in the garden to cultivate and keep it. So you must understand that it is God that establishes man. You see, God settled him. How? He put him one in the right location. You see, God created a garden and put him in the garden. And then two, he gave him something to do. He gave him work. He told him to cultivate and keep. As a man, it is important that you are in the right location. You see, the right location is where God wants you to be. And how do you find that place? You have to stay connected. Someone say, stay connected. Jesus says in Matthew 4, 19, he says, follow me. Follow me. As my disciples accepted me as your master and teachers, walking the same path of life that I walk. And then what will happen? I will make you. I will make you. If you stay connected and you follow him, it is God that establishes. And then when you stay connected, you find where you need to be. And where you, are, where you need to be, that place must yield for you. Somebody say stay connected. As a man, it is crucial that you stay connected to your source. The second thing he said, one, he put him in the garden, put him in the right location. The second thing was he gave him work to do, to cultivate, to tend and to keep. You see, as a man, you must be doing something. You must be working. The first prototype, God created man and he put him to work. So how can you say that you're a man and you're not working? Don't get me wrong, I'm not saying that there are people that are not trying to find work. If you are trying to find work, you are, you are looking for work. But the mindset I'm trying to attack is a man who feels like it is okay not to work. You see, a man finds purpose in his work. That's why God put him in the garden to tend and to keep. A man feels useful when he works. The best way to kill a man is to make him feel like he's not needed. A man was designed to work. That's why when you go talk to a man, the first thing he wants to do is fix it. We are wired that way. Sometimes women just want us to listen. I know. But sometimes, okay, all right, okay, so this is the problem. Next thing is, what's the solution? He finds purpose in his work. Now, let me, let me add this as a quick side note. I've come across certain situations where I find that women will give men ultimatums to make him choose between his purpose and them. Never ask a man to choose between his work and you. Women, you will lose all the time. If you love me, you won't take that job. 
You know, I, I just don't see my, my life in that country. So if you say you want to work there and you have to build, well, I guess we're not going to be together. Okay. You will always lose because he was designed to what? Work. Now, let's even say by some chance or some miracle, he decides to pick you in the short term. He will resent you in the long term. Ah, it's going to be a quiet service today. Are you with me? Never put yourself in that position. Now, I'm not saying you cannot require more time. If you want to spend more time, that's a different conversation. Darling, I want more time. Yes. You know how to do it. Rub his head, you know. Baby, I miss you. But that you tell him, is it that me or? Let's not do that. Let me come back to the man. So as a man, you cannot be thinking marriage if you don't have work. Just stop. Just stop it. If you don't have, before God brought woman, he puts man to what? Let me talk to my ladies real quick. Ladies, say yeah. Don't marry potential. Marry kinetic. Let me explain. <laughs> Don't marry, he has potential too. Let me explain. I'm not saying you must marry somebody that is, has it all together, that has made it in life. No. Kinetic is energy in motion. You can tell by what he's doing that he's a man going somewhere. Marry a man that you can tell by what he's doing that he is going somewhere. Don't marry a man that is sitting down saying, you know, I'm going to be a billionaire and you're not moving. <laughs> they say the dream is free, but the hustle is sold separately. Anybody, it costs nothing to dream. We, can, we are all dreamers. In fact, in a... <laughs> Baba God, oh, pick up the phone. Amy, oh, hey. Dangote, hey. Now beg, I beg. It's okay. Do you know what Dangote does? As a matter of fact, I heard a story. I had a family friend who happened to be working in Dangote. And he said, anytime Dangote was traveling, and there was a list on who would be on the jet with him, if your name was on the jet, they would go and meet the PA to beg that they remove their name. You know why? Because Dangote does not sleep. So if you're on the jet and Dangote is not sleeping, who born you? He told me about a time when they flew over 14, 15 hours to China and all through, Dangote was walking. 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 They landed, went to the hangar. Dangote had a meeting. He turned around and flew to a different country. He was walking. Baba God, do pick up the phone. <laughs> when you hear what wealthy people do, see, everybody wants to be a beast until it comes time to do what beasts do. Oh, I'm going to, really? One time I was talking to one of our pastors, he's well off, I won't say his name. And he says, oh, I'm always up by 4 a.m. every day. I say, eh? <laughs> Say, yeah, yeah. I go to bed about 9, 10, I'm up at 4, I start my day at 4. I say, God, I beg. <laughs> Me where I never do anything. I say they sleep. 
We all have 24 hours in a day, but there are people that spend it differently. Mm -hmm. So if you don't have work, if I hear you want to, which marry if I, if I. <laughs> hey. See, <laughs> so I, 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 I actually wrote something down. <laughs> I'll, I'll come to it later. I'll come, I'll, I'll, <laughs> or should I say it now? So I, I wrote down. I said, if you don't have work, you have no business looking to marry. Because if you are looking for a helper, you must have work or something you are doing that she will help you with. Um, if you don't have work and you want to marry, you're not looking for a helper. You're looking for a mother. You're not looking for a helper. You're looking for an enabler. Because last I checked, you're looking for a provider. Because last I checked, only babies eh, don't do anything and get taken care of. So, are you a man or are you a baby? Hmm. Man, I, 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 we had the... Well, it's all love. Can we have honest conversations? The Bible says... He put him to work. Let's jump to Genesis 2, 16 to 17. After I put him to work, what did the Lord say? God commanded the man saying, you may freely, unconditionally eat the fruit from where the tree of the garden, from every tree of the garden, but only from the tree of the knowledge, recognition of good and evil, you shall not eat. Otherwise, on that day you eat from it, you will most certainly what? Because of your what? Understand that the Lord gives who the instruction? The man. When this conversation was had, the woman was not created yet. This is what makes the man the head of the home. He was the one given the responsibility to keep instructions by God. If you are not ready for responsibility, you're not ready to be a husband. If you're not ready to shout, to, 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 to shock on the weight of responsibility, you're not ready to be a husband. You have no business being a father. You have no business getting married. If you are always dodging, now let me take a step further. If you are a husband and you are dodging responsibility, sir, by the metric of God, you are failing. What makes you a husband, what makes you a man, is that you, shall, you take on the weight of responsibility. If you are not responsible, sir, I don't know what gender you are, because there was the man that God spoke to and said, this is what, if a company is having a bad year, they don't want to talk to the manager. Do, do, do they ask who, who is the salesperson? The first person they speak to is who? The CEO. 
if you're not ready to be the CEO of your home, don't marry. What is leadership? Say success you give to the people, failure you take on yourself. That's responsibility. Ah, it's very quiet. He spoke to the man and he gave him instructions. Look at verse 18. I'm going fast because of my time. Are you still with me? Now the Lord God said what? It is not good, beneficial for the man to what? To be a low. What does he say next? I will make him one who what? A counterpart who is suitable and complementary for him. What qualified the man for a helper? He was busy doing what God asked him to do. If you're not doing anything, you don't need a helper. What, what's she helping you with? The man was tending and keeping and cultivating and doing what God asked him to do. God now said, ah, it's not good for this man to be alone. I will make him a what? Remember, ladies, I said last week, the Lord did not create you to be a dependent. He created you to be a what? Helper. That word, that Hebrew word for helper is Ezer, or yeah, Ezer, or Ezer. And it is this same word, this helper, is what you will find when God, in Psalms 46, the only two times you see help when he comes to man in the Bible is one from God, two from the woman. It is that same Hebrew word in Psalm 46, verse 1, when he says, God is my refuge and strength, my very present help. It is that same kind of help. It is the same one you see in Psalm 21 when you say, I will lift up my eyes to the hills. Where cometh my? That is the help we're speaking about. And then you see this word in Genesis again when he says, I'll create for him a helper. What does that word mean? It means helper. It means sucker. Sucker means assistance and support in the time of hardship and distress. Woman, you are designed. I've come to you now. You are designed. You are created to be a helper, to offer assistance and support in times of what? Hardship and distress. You are not created to cause him distress. Uh -huh. Uh -huh. Somebody said, uh -huh. the momentum is shifting. You are not created to cause him distress. You are supposed to be his peace. <laughs> it says, Succor and support. You are supposed to be his peace. You are supposed to be his safe place. His place to recharge. His place to replenish. Not the place that tears him down. Not the woman that tears him down and emasculates him through comparison, belittling him, saying, can you see what your mates are doing outside? You are supposed to provide succor. In the times of hardship and distress, you are supposed to be his peace, his safe place. 
If your man cannot be vulnerable with you, he'll be vulnerable with somebody else. Uh -huh. Uh -huh. If your husband or your man cannot be vulnerable with you, he'll be vulnerable with somebody. Do not underestimate the power of a safe place. Look at Judges 6. I'll show you something. Judges 16 verse 19. Judges 16 verse 19 says this. Delilah, put it on the screen. Judges 16, 19. Thank you. God, no good shame us. It says what? She made Samson do what? Let's stop. This is the man that killed a thousand men with the jawbone. With the, with, 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 the, with the jawbone of an ass, he killed a thousand men. But yet, Delilah had created a safe place to the point that he could be vulnerable to sleep on her lap. Aha. Aha. <laughs> oh, you know, I, I want my man to be hard and strong. If you cannot be a safe place for him, a place where he can come in times of hardship, a place that is safe where he can be vulnerable, that he can expose his weaknesses to you and his fears, where he can cry. Not a place that will judge him when he shows you his weakness. You need to be a safe place where you will not use what he tells you in confidence against him. You know, this is, this, this is what we do as, 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 as parents. We tell our kids, listen, don't lie to me. <laughs> don't lie to me. You see, a lot of times, women say this thing, don't lie to me, tell me everything. I can handle it. <laughs> tell me I can handle it. <laughs> and then you tell the kid, don't lie to me, whatever I written, tell me. If you tell me the truth, you won't get in trouble. We'll work it out. And then the first day, he tells you the truth, and you react by slapping him. How Will you come and tell you again? Because you have shown that your actions cannot handle his weakness. But if you handle him, when he feels like, see, this is a safe place. I'm not saying allow foolishness, no. But I'm saying when he knows that it is a safe place, he can bear, he can say, Daddy, let me tell you what happened today. There was one girl that was looking at me. Eh. Let's be the place where he can discuss these things. Because let me tell you, the reason why guys have guy friends, because there are certain things that they can tell their guys that they can't tell you. If you are a sharp woman, become his guy. Because, see, listen to me. When the cup is full, there's no space for anybody to pour anything inside. If it's football that he likes, you like football. Darling, the match is on. Together, you are watching football. You're not doing it because you love football. You're doing it because you love him. And so anything that is his interest becomes your interest. Because he doesn't have to go outside. Because I got, you have come here for born again. Eh, you will not go outside. One girl will be like this. <laughs> you must be his safe place. Uh -huh. 
Can we continue? You see, I wrote down, I said, men are like shoe polish. Anybody knows about polishing? It takes a little. You don't, you don't use a lot. Small makes the shoe shine. If you praise a man for the little that he does, he wants to do more. See, can I tell women a secret? Men, eh? In every masculine man is a little boy looking for approval. When you tell a young boy, oh, good job, Jimmy. Oh, well done. Oh, you, you did so well. Guess what? He wants to do it again. He wants to do more. When you appreciate your man for the little that he does, guess what? He wants to do more. But what happens when you expose polish to the elements? Anybody knows, you leave polish out, what happens? It dries. If you expose him to bitterness, to emasculation, to comparison, to disrespect, guess what? He dries up. And the little that he does, he stops. Because no man wants to stay in a place where he's not honored. <clears throat> it's very quiet now. Shall we continue? Are you still with me? Okay. Okay. He says, women are designed, you are created to be helper. If you are going to be a helper, if you are going to render assistance, you yourself must be equipped. How can you give what you don't have? You see, as a woman, you have the ability to make any man better. You see, I say this all the time. How do you know when you found a good woman, man? You know you found a good woman when she makes you want to be better for her. A good woman makes you want to be better. The Bible says, I will create for him a help me, somebody who is suitable and complementary. What does this mean, women? It is not your husband's job to complete you. It's quiet now. I will make you suitable and complimentary to him. It is yours to compliment him. It's quiet now. Uh-huh. So when I hear, don't mind my husband, he's a foolish man. What does that say about you? Thank you. I didn't say it. Who chose him? Uh-huh. <laughs> Oh, Lord. It's getting quiet here. Shall we continue on? <laughs> Genesis 2, 21 to 22. What happens? I'm looking at my time. The Lord caused a deep sleep to fall upon the man Adam. And while he slept, he took out from one of his ribs and closed up the flesh at that place. And the rib which the Lord had taken from the man, he made, fashioned, formed into a... And he brought her and presented her to the man. You see, the man was made from the dust of the earth, while the woman was made from the rib. So dare I say, the woman was made from more superior material. Don't be angry, we're just reading the Bible. Man was created from 
dust. Woman was created from. But, but, but you see, it was intentional. You see, this is why women can endure more. They are created from superior material. Uh-huh. <laughs> this is why a woman can forgive more. Her capacity is much larger than that of the man. Let me, let me tell you, men, can we be honest? There are certain things that we do to women that if they did it to us, we could never take it. Can we be real? But when we do, we expect that she should forgive. But if the shoe is on the other foot, and most times than not, they do. You know why? Because they have the capacity to. They are built from more superior material. Let me tell you. There are certain things you will say to a man, women, that he will never recover from. There are certain things. Women, they are made from rebo. Man, we are made from sand. As bad as bad, you can kill a man by your words. Okay. The woman was made from the what? From the rib. You see, the rib's function in the body is for protection of vital organs and support. And so I wrote this down. Women, you are meant to protect the vital, fragile parts of your man. You were made from the rib. What are the fragile parts of your man? His ego. Somebody say ego. A man's ego is very fragile. Ah. No matter any man you meet, you always hear a man say, do you know who I am? Whether it's Getsmanu. Where every man would say, don't talk to me that way. Do you know who I am? A man's ego is fragile. You are made from a rib. You're meant to protect his fragile. How do you protect it? By the way you handle him. By the way you respect him. See, if you chose him, then he's your choice. And if you chose him, then you must respect him. You must. See, the biggest support you can give to your husband is validation, is appreciation, is encouraging him with your words. Encouraging him with your words. Proverbs 8.22 says this, he who finds, put it on the screen, he who finds a true and faithful wife finds a good thing and what? Obtains favor and approval from the Lord. So we say this all the time, he who finds a wife, I said it last week, not he who finds a bride, Right? When you find a wife, you obtain favor. So your wife is a favor factor. She brings favor from the Lord. She is your favor factor. What makes her a good thing? I'm glad you asked. Look at the scripture before. 
Look at 1821. What does it say? Right before that, what does it say? One, two, read. Death and life are in the power of the tongue. And those who love it and indulge it will eat its fruits and bear the consequences of their words. So a wife understands that death and life are in the power of her tongue. The Bible says, finds a wife, finds a good thing and obtains favor. Why does a man obtain favor when he finds a wife? Put up Proverbs 31. What are we talking about? I'm a Proverbs 31 woman. Are you? Let's find out. Put up Proverbs 31. Let's look at verse 10. Let's start from verse 10. This is what it means to be a good thing. And after this, you weigh yourself. An excellent woman who is spiritual, capable, intelligent, and virtuous. Who is he who can find her? When you are spiritual, when you are capable, when you are intelligent, when you are virtuous, then what? He says, her value is more precious than jewels and her worth is far above rubies and pearls. Look at what it says. The heart of her husband trusts in her with what? Secure confidence and he will have no lack of gain. What does she do? Continue on. She what? She what? Encourages and does him only and not evil all the days of her life. Continue. She looks for wool and flax and works with willing hands in the light. Look at 14. She is like the merchant ships abounding with what? She brings her household food from far away. In other words, what they're talking about is that she is resourceful. She helps the man alleviate his burdens. Look at 17. Jump to 17. She what? Equips herself with how? Spiritual, mental, and physical fitness for her God-given. And it makes her arms. Jump to verse 26. 26. And the women will say, what is he bringing to the table? Look at what is required. 26. She opens her mouth in what? Stop here. If you are marrying for bum bum and breast, I pity you. If it's fine face, bum bum and breast they are looking for. In the times of trouble. Oh yeah, shake, shake, shake your is That's for me, baby. That's for me. There are certain troubles that you will meet where bum bum will not do it. What you require is a wise, skillful woman. Well, when she opens her mouth, it's filled with what? Remember the story of Nabal and Abigail? When the guy just showed his foolish ignorance with alacrity. Sometimes you can be ignorant with alacrity. Just because you are shouting in your ignorance doesn't make it true. Disrespected David, David said, ah, 
if I don't kill this guy today by God, a skillful and wise woman quickly saw what was happening and went to abate danger, went to appease him. No, my Lord, suffer it not to be so. You know, it's not him sometimes. The weather, his head likes to boil. It's okay. We know who you are. Please come in. A skillful and wise what? Filled with godly wisdom. And the teaching of what? Teaching of what? Not judgment, kindness. Not comparison. Kindness is what? In her tongue. Giving and instruction. You are there to give counsel. But women, is wisdom in how you give counsel. See, let me, let, me, let, me, let me tell a real honest truth. You know they say that the man is the head of the home. It's not true. On paper, he's the head. But in reality, is the woman. Let me, see, see. You know who is more dangerous than the king? The advisors of the king. Whoever is whispering in the king's ear, whoever whispers in the king's ear is the one that controls, who has the heart of the king. You want something done. Don't you come down. There is a wisdom to it. A wise woman will make her husband do what she wants to do and make him think he's the one that decided. Because some women talk to me. There is a knack to these things. You do not fight him. Let's use Delilah again. She, did not, she could not fight. You, are, you cannot be more stubborn than a man. If you want to go to, to Delilah didn't cry. She cried, oh, tell me you love me. Love me. She stroked his head. You feed him. Let him be full. When he's relaxed, darling, you know, you know, I was thinking about, you know, it's your decision, no? <laughs> After all, you're the owner of my head. What do I know? But, you know, darling, I'm just saying, maybe, this is the way you should do it, but I might be wrong. But I just think, think about it. She has sown the seed. She has left it. She will now go. Two days later, baby, have you? Because it's like you will not even know when you are doing what she wants you to do. And she will say, ah, my husband is She gives counsel and what? Instruction. Are you still with me? She looks well, continue, to how things go in her household and does not eat the bread of idleness. Her children rise up and call her blessed, happy, prosperous, to be her husband also. He praises her, saying, Many daughters have done nobly and well. 
with the strength of character that is steadfast in goodness. But you, you pass them all. Charm and grace are deceptive, superficial. Beauty is my guy. No matter how fine your woman is, someone else is finer than her outside. I'm waiting for, it's not by beauty. You can marry a beautiful witch. <laughs> Let me, can I, can I advise young men outside? Hey, it's like me, I become old Jesus. There's certain ages you get to in life when you're not looking, you're not running after fine peace. You're running after peace. Peace. I just want peace. When fine face give you hell, you look for okay face. Beauty is what? Vain. Continue on. But a woman who fears the Lord, who fears the Lord what? Reverently. Worshipping, obeying, serving, and trusting him with all filled respect. What will happen? She shall be praised. So if you say that if a man finds me, I'm a good thing, do you meet the requirements of a good thing? It's very quiet. Are you still with me? I'm rounding up. Genesis 2.23. Let's go there. Then Adam said, when God brought the woman, Adam said, this is now bone of my bones and flesh of my flesh. She shall be called woman. <laughs> she shall be called woman she shall be called woman because she was taken out of man see the first thing that Adam did was speak over her he spoke he looked at the, the, the woman and said you shall be called woman he spoke over her and gave her her identity men you are in a position to speak into your wife's identity you can make her flourish by being the best version of herself. Adam says, you are flesh of my flesh. And what? Bone of my bone. In other words, she is an extension of you. She is not your competition. Your wife is an extension, flesh of my flesh, bone of my bone. She is an extension of you, not something or someone, just someone, I'm sorry, to be competed with. It baffles me when I find men competing with their wives. Do you not know she's a representation of you? <laughs> if you see it in the right perspective, the biggest flex any man can have is a successful woman. Because when she steps outside and everybody's saying, yes, ma, yes, ma, yes, ma, yes, ma, she comes home and she says, yes, sir. 
was the biggest flex. When they asked, they said, who is this woman? The next thing they said, who is her husband? Because to be a husband to this kind of wife, you must be somebody special. You speak into her. Make her the best person. She is not your competition. If she wants to let her fly, be the wing beneath her wings. You are not, in, how can you be intimidated by your own flesh? Do you look at yourself and say, ah, look, look at my hand. Are you intimidated by your own reflection? You see, a lot of times, a lot of things happen in marriages because we don't see the way God has intended for us to see. If you see your wife as an extension of you, you will never put your hand on her. If you see a man beating a woman, he has mental problems. Wait first. Wait, hold on, hold on, hold on. There is something not right in there. Wait, but you calm down. Should I prove it to you? If you see somebody slapping himself, what would you say? Uncle, what's wrong with you? Are you okay? No matter how angry you are with yourself, will you slap yourself? No matter how angry she makes you, you don't touch her. She's an extension of you. Oh, oh. It's quiet now. It's quiet now. The Lord did not put her in your care for you to take out the frustrations of life on her. You are not frustrated with her, you are frustrated with your inability to be who you are supposed to be and you are taking it out on her. Now, there are times when you have a cantankerous woman. He said it's better to go and live in an attic. On top of the roof by yourself. Than to live with a certain kind of woman. I understand you, man. Sometimes a woman will push you. She's, if she's not going to push you, go push you. No matter what she does, you do not lift, will you, if you will never lift your hand to slap yourself, you don't touch her. She is flesh of your flesh, bone of your bone. What if she's the one beating me and she has a problem? That's why, guess what? That's why he says, honor her as unto the weaker vessel, right? The fact of the matter is, let me tell you, the one speaking has been situations where, let me tell you a true life story. Multiple, one time I was, in, I was in secondary school like this, and then <clears throat> we were in class, and I needed to borrow a ruler, and I just asked for a ruler, and I just got the ruler. Next thing you know, <laughs> this, she was my classmate. i never forget it. She's like, who took my ruler? Before I could touch, she just gave me, whoa, slap on my face. <sighs> you know... <laughs> Do you know why we always have the look of shock when you get slapped? <laughs> because your brain is trying to match. <laughs> what, just, what just happened? Like, did, was it me? It's me. It's like my face. They slapped me. <laughs> you know? I was just like, I was like, why, why would you do that? I said, you know, you're lucky that I, I'm, I'm trained well. You, I'm trained never to put your hand on a woman. And please, let me advise women to not every man has self-control. 
Can we keep it real? If you go and punch a lion in the mouth and he bites you, will you blame the lion? If you do, you know, someone say, I will kill you, you now slap the man. You don't have a man that is cultured and trained and grounded. He will beat you back because you have crossed the line by putting your hand on a man. You don't put your hand on a man because it's you that will suffer for it in the end. I remember one time I was, let me tell you one downside of Hollywood, of not Hollywood, Nollywood. You know, in Nollywood, anytime physical, they fake it. In Hollywood, they don't fake it. I'll tell you the truth, the first time I ever got slapped as a grown man in my life, I was on set. And, I, and it's not one slap, oh, thank you, sir. It's not one, take one, take two, take, ha ha. I remember the first time I was in a scene and they told me, oh, okay, and then so she's going to slap me. And I said, wait, wait. And me, I had a rule. That's a rule. If I'm ever going to be slapped, it must be by a female. Man cannot slap me. Say with the act movie, that lie. I go slap my own back, saying it was in the script, and he slapped back. So my standing rule was only women. But there are some slaps that I collect. Hey. I said, this thing, I was like, I had to, I was like, she goes, and I, okay, but let her just. And I said, no, 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 it has to be real. You have to feel the emotion. So they said, action, and he said, whoa! Listen, I left character first. I was just like this. <laughs> then I had to remember, say, nafim, nafim, nafim. <laughs> ah! <laughs> it's all fun and games now. That's it, ah! Pastor Jay, they act. You don't know what I was going through. It was not acting, it was real life. So if she is your extension, there is no situation that is ever warranted that you beat her. If you beat her, we need to go and check you. Take you for a mental checkup. Something's not right. Are you with me? He says, woman. Woman, man with a womb. Man with a womb. I've said this many times, a woman is an incubator. Whatever you put in her, she will improve on and give it back to you. If you give her love, she will love you. If you give her trouble, ha ha, ha ha. Said hell hath no fury than a woman. She would take it, improve it, and give it back to you. You sleep with a woman, she gives you a baby. She's an incubator. She has a womb. She has the capacity to carry, to endure things that a man cannot. How many times have you seen those times when men go under simulation and they put cramps? Hey, hey. Men cannot handle, can't try it. Some people do it every month. You people are the real MVPs. Let me tell you a true story. One time I made the mistake. You know, women get waxed all the time. I just thought, what's all this wax? Oh, shoo, shoo, shoo. Ha! 
Ha-ha! See, Pastor is my witness. I called her. I just said, just do my chest. What's the worst that can happen? Jesus. I called, I called my friends in America. I called my sister. Tolu! She's my witness. Tolu, why did you get me? She's like, you, who sent you? Who sent you? I said, I don't know. I don't know, please. I said, I abused the lady. Auntie, you are wicked. Because <laughs> when I was just like, mm, sha, sha, my God. They have the capacity to carry. Listen, a woman has the capacity to carry a whole human being within her for nine months. We can't try it. Is it the same way a woman has the capacity to carry your vision and carry her vision as well? She has the capacity to do it. She has a womb. Do you know when you know you have found your wife? Somebody who will steward your vision. When she says, your vision is my vision. Not Listen. Remember I said, man and woman, if you don't have a vision, you have no business getting married. When you marry, I'm not saying you let go of your vision. You have the capacity to carry your vision and carry his vision as well. That's why he created you as woman. Now, because of my time, I have to end it. Last, last, I've gone over my time. Last one and we're done. Are you still with me? Genesis 24, he says this. For this reason... A man shall leave his father and mother and shall be joined to who? And they shall become men. For this reason, you will leave your father and your mother. That means the most important person in your life, once you marry, is not your mother, it's your wife. It's quiet now. She's my mother. She can come to my house if your wife agrees. Oh, you don't, you don't want to have that conversation. He leaves and cleaves, and then they become one. It is your house, as much as it is her house. And if she's not in agreement, your mother cannot come. It's now quiet now. The most important person in your life. Who said make you get married? Nawi. Not be you. You went to her father's house. Collected her. Do you know the highest honor a woman will give you is to let go of her father's name and take yours. See, it hits differently when you're a father that has a daughter. Because when I think about it, I just get angry. <laughs> All my years of investment, one boy will just come from anywhere and just say, and he's just say, Daddy, bye bye. What? <laughs> what? And you not collect his name? Huh? Uh, maybe I'll bargain with him. Just hyphenate it. Whatever. Just, just remember me. <laughs> <laughs> for all the things that have but she takes on your name you, you live and you cleave 
The most important unit is the husband and wife. Not sister, not brother, not father, nor mother is wife. They didn't say the wife will live and cleave. For this reason, the man hmm. Selah. So, because of my time, we will stop here. Next week, we will continue. And forgive me if, I, if you felt attacked or assaulted today. It's all in love. So, I love you with the love of the Lord. Thank you for listening to this episode. I pray that you were blessed. And if you enjoyed what you heard, please be sure to subscribe. And if you know a fellow lion that needs to join the tribe, please be sure. Send them this link. Share this episode. God bless you.